0: Hey, Welcome to week number two of, uh, I don't know, I was going to give you a three or four part series. I'm not exactly sure yet. Uh, A new series we've called Divine Direction. And it's a series all about making good decisions, really making godly decisions more than just good ones. And specifically knowing, how do I know God's direction in my life? And, you know, kind of where we are as a country and our community and city, just what's the path forward? You know, what are we going to do next? And you may be in the middle of... Some decisions right now, you know, finances or career or there's just so much going on in the world. And I really felt like I wanted to bring you a series about hearing from God, hearing the voice of God. And we said last week, uh, just to catch you up, kind of the big idea is that the decisions we make today will determine the stories that we tell tomorrow. The decisions you make today. In other words, you are where you are right now because of the decisions you made yesterday and you will be tomorrow wherever the decisions you make today take you, that uh, the decisions we make today determine the stories that we tell. And one wise person said it like this, that we make our decisions and then our decisions make us. And they really do, they make you who you are. So I got a small audience and uh, I wanna bring you the second um, part of this message series. Last week we said, God cares about a few things. He cares about who before do and why before what. If you didn't catch that, you can jump back, catch that video, Uh, God is more concerned about who you are becoming while you're trying to make a decision than what you do. And God's more concerned about your why, the motive in your decision, than he is what decision you make. And as I, I thought about bringing you this message series today... I really thought about the generation that we're kind of in right now. Last week, I talked about the Netflix generation and just the, so many choices. And we really do. This is the first generation to struggle, I think, as much as they have. And and we have a church full of you know young adults, and millennials, and Gen X and Gen Z even, and and really struggling to make decisions. And I really think the reason that this particular generation struggles more than any before it is because they have more options. Like well, growing up, I felt like, and maybe you felt like this too. I felt like as a young kid, you know, I knew it wasn't perfect. I mean, I I knew we didn't have a lot. I knew knew we didn't come from a lot. I knew our family didn't have a lot. We just, we didn't have perfect to compare it to. I always say uh, to Brandy, like, I'm so glad we didn't grow up in the age of social media, you know, that I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know we didn't have what we didn't have. But social media kind of gives you this illusion of perfect. And really, I say it like this, when you look on social media, you're really looking at somebody's highlight reel. And you're comparing their highlight reel to your behind the scenes. And it's so false, you know, it's this illusion that they've done everything perfect and look at her and they got the perfect body. Look at their body. Why are you, why are you putting that on social media anyway? Like, why well, look at what they, you know, look at what they're wearing they get, or the perfect vacation. That's the one that always gets me, you know, this, that I wish I could take a vacation that like they're taking. We'd never get out of this town. When we do, we just go to, you know, the water park in Kerrville, you know, it's just never, it's never, it's never good enough because I see perfect there, or they have the perfect relationship, you know. Why is our relationship not like that? Why you don't love me like that? Why you don't buy me what he bought? Look what she said he did, we have this comparison or the perfect meal. One of, my, one of my favorite things to look at is Pinterest fails or, or, or there's, a, there's actually a show. My kids will love this show, believe it or not. It's called Nailed It and it's where you like try to, you know, create a meal or a dessert or, you know, a baked good. I don't know if you guys have ever seen anything like that. That they try, and, and it's just, it's terrible. And we have this illusion that they do it right and I failed in this. That's Perfect. And, and what I have isn't perfect. And believers are worse at this. And let me tell you what believers do. We use this perfect will of God. Now, now not only do I have to be perfect, but God's got a perfect will of God that I want to be in. And I do. And I know that you do as well. And there's this pressure of, well, I'm going to choose the imperfect thing. I'm going to make the wrong decision. I'm so afraid of imperfect. And, and we kind of tell ourselves as believers, and this is a lie, i got to be right up front with you, that God is going to clearly show me exactly what he wants me to do. And I've met people all the time who say, you know, Pastor, God's going God's to give me the, he's going to show me exactly what he wants me to do. And maybe he will. I'm just telling you my experience, that rarely happens where God gives me the exact thing that he wants me to do. And I think some believers feel like, man if i if i get in this perfect will of god this idea that you know god's going to give me the exact right. He's going to just open the exact right door. He's going to show me exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not doing anything until he shows me the perfect thing I'm supposed to do. And then, and then we feel like, well, man, this is going to be smooth. This is going to be super easy. There's going to be no problems. If I can just find this perfect will of God, then nothing's going to ever be wrong in my life. It's going to be smooth sailing. I'm going to have no problems, no resistance, no struggles. You ever felt like that? You ever felt like, you know, if I, if I can just get this, then it's going to be perfect. And the truth is, that's just not true. It's just bad theology. It just, that isn't true. That's not the way it worked. And I'll prove it to you in the scripture. So Paul, who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, he wrote more books in your Bible than any other single author. He started churches, you know, single handedly is responsible for the spread of the gospel Beyond you know Jerusalem to Gentiles and really the known world at the time, uh, and and he he wrote so much he discipled so many new Christians. If anybody listen, if anybody should know God's will, it should be him. If anybody should know the perfect will of God, like how I make the best decision, if anybody knows details, surely Paul knows how to hear from God. Yeah. Surely Paul knows, okay, God, you just tell me which way to go. I'm going to go that way. I, and if anybody can do it, I mean, I know I struggle with it and you all struggle with it, but man, Paul, he should be able to know. It. And look, look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 16. Verse six, he says, perhaps I will stay with you for a while. Catch this. He didn't say, hey, I've decided I'm staying here a while. God told me to stay here for a very long time. He, matter of fact, he told me to stay here two and a half weeks. I'm supposed to leave at three o'clock on next Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, no. He said, perhaps I'll stay here for a while or even just catch all this language or even spend the winter. I don't don't know what I'll do so that you can help me out on my journey wherever I go, not because I got a plan to what's next that God already showed me as soon as I leave here next Tuesday, I'm supposed to go over there and you're supposed to do that. And then verse seven, for I don't want to see you now and, and, and make it only a passing visit. And then listen, listen, I hope to spend some time with you If the Lord permits. I just just want to catch this language. It's not definitive language. It's, well, I hope to spend some time with you if that's what God wants me to do. But I'll stay on at Ephesus uh, until Pentecost because a great door for effective work, it just opened up to me. Like, I didn't plan that, but God's kind of doing something at Ephesus that I didn't plan on. And there are many who oppose me. Now, just in that little passage... Three verses in 1 Corinthians, I want you to catch what Paul is saying. You think, I think it's easy for us to get caught in this trap of God's gonna tell me exactly what to do. He didn't tell Paul exactly what to do. Paul kind of lives in this perhaps or even or maybe I'll go there. Or I hope I can go there. Or if God permits me, I'll do this. Or there's a lot of people who are going to oppose me. It's not going to be easy sailing. And, and I know that I'm supposed to kind of, I'm, I'm supposed to be in Ephesus and I'd like to be there, but stay there until Pentecost. But there's a lot of people opposing me and maybe I have to get out of there early and I don't know. And I just want to let you off the hook, just right up front today, that it's not always going to be, God, just tell me exactly what you want me to do. Don't you wish God would do that? Like, I really do. I really do. I wish God would give me the exact, God, if you'll just tell me exactly what I'm supposed to order at Chick-fil-A, which he already has. That's that's actually one thing he already told me. It's a spicy sandwich. So I already know what I'm supposed to do there. But there, like, there's so many decisions in my life. I think, God, just tell me exactly what you want. Like, if you'll tell me, I promise I'll do it. You ever played that game? I promise, God. If you'll just tell me the right thing, I promise I'll do the exact right thing. But he doesn't. But I'll tell you what he does do, and this is really what I want to bring to you today. Write this phrase down. God will, he he doesn't always tell you exactly what he wants, but he will always give you wisdom to decide. I want to talk about that today, about the wisdom to decide the right way. I want to talk about you gaining wisdom. You and I learning. If we're looking for divine direction from God, what do I do next? It's going to be a journey of wisdom to discernment. God, I need wisdom. You you haven't told me exactly if I'm supposed to go here or supposed to go here. Perhaps I'll do that. Maybe I can go there. This is an option in my life. And God wants to give you wisdom to decide. Let me show you in, in the Bible again. In the Old Testament, Solomon, the son of David, has now become king, and as Solomon is anointed the new king of Israel, he's required to offer a burnt offering to the Lord, and he's only required to offer one bull to the Lord, alright? and so I, I set this story up for you because I think it's really, really, it gets you kind of behind the scenes of what God thinks. So he's, he's supposed to offer a bull, a, an animal sacrifice to God, and the Bible said as soon as Solomon is anointed the king of Israel, he offers one thousand bulls to God he offers a thousand animal sacrifices a thousand burnt offerings to God now listen here's what I got to tell you this it's not really a part of divine direction at all I just got to let you know God honors generosity say amen to that God honors generosity and he honors Solomon's generosity so much he appears to Solomon in a dream I mean, you just can't tell me that if you'll be faithful and generous with God, that God doesn't reciprocate that. So, so Solomon says, well, I'm only required to do this, but I'm going to be generous in God's house. He offers a thousand burnt sacrifices and God appears to Solomon in a dream. Read it for yourself. And God asks Solomon, what can I do for you? Like in light of your generosity, in light of the heart that I know that you have to, to, to be generous with God, what do you want from me? What can I do for you? And and Solomon's answer is so profound, and it's really sort of the crux of what I want to bring you today, because Solomon could have asked for anything. At that point, God literally says, you just tell me what you want me to do. Like, because of generosity, which by the way, I think that may be a key to unlock some things in your life and my life, but because of your generosity, I'll 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 grant you, I'll I'll answer the prayer that you have. And Solomon could have said, God, I want to be you know, the richest person ever. I want to have wealth. I want to have honor in the kingdom. I want to live you know, a long life. I want you to kill all of my enemies. I don't want it to be easy. And he didn't ask for any of that. Solomon asked God for one thing. He said, God, I, I want you to give me wisdom. I want you to give me wisdom. Matter of fact, he says it like this. He says, I'm young and I don't really know exactly how to rule in this kingdom. And I need divine wisdom from God to make good decisions, to rule these people well. And God answers back in this amazing way. He says, because you didn't ask for wealth and your enemies to be destroyed and long life and honor, I'm going to give you all that stuff for free. I'm going to throw in for you what you didn't ask for because you asked for the thing that you need the most. And that's wisdom. Wisdom. And honestly, that's what I need the most. And that's what you need the most. I need wisdom to do the right thing. Wisdom to make the right decision. And God says, I'm going to throw in all that other stuff. It's kind of like what the Bible says in Matthew when it says, if you'll seek first God's kingdom, then all this other stuff's going to come from God. Like he'll add all that other stuff to you. But I, I need wisdom from God. And that same Solomon writes this in Proverbs 4 and 7. He said, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. I love that translation. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, so listen close, as you you ask God for direction in your life, what do I do about a career? What do we do in this relationship? What do we do about finances? What do we do with our kids right now? God, I got a decision to make. The Bible says, whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Get some wisdom from God. You need some wisdom from God. And God will grant you not just wisdom, but I really believe, much like he did Solomon, you'll look around your life and see the blessing of God in every area of your life because you have wisdom to make good decisions and you have good judgment. So I want to help you. I want to help you to be able to answer the question. You know what it's like in your life when you go, man, if I knew then what I know now. You know what that gap is called between what I knew then and what I know now? That's called wisdom, everybody. That's experience. That's the experience of your life that gives you wisdom. Man, I wish I knew. So I want to give you some ways that you can have that kind of wisdom, what I call directional wisdom. I'm just going to give you three things you can do to ask God for directional wisdom. God, I need, an, I need divine direction in my life. And here's, here's, here they are. And they're action steps I want you to take, the things you're going to have to do. Here's the first one. Write this down. You're going to have to learn how to walk in wisdom. You're going to learn how to walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Proverbs thirteen and twenty says it like this: If you'll walk with the wise, you'll become wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. Look look around your living room right now. I hope you're not in a companion of fools, everybody. (laughs) These fools are my problem. I hope that's not true. But it's really true that you're going to have to learn how to walk with the wise, and you it's like that stuff your mama said about your friends. Like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's really true. That actually comes from God's word. It's wisdom when you walk with the right. Let me tell you about Companion of Fools. Let me just give you a good country. I'm from Arkansas. If you didn't know, let me give you a good country. This, this is country wisdom right here. This is Arkansas wisdom for you. you ready for this? If you see three dudes in the front of a pickup truck, it's trouble, all right? There's no reason for three dudes to bo- all three be in the front because one of the three, their famous last words are going to be, watch Watch this. And they're going to do it. I'm just saying you, this is a companion of fools that happens like that and and is not going to end well. The Bible says, listen, it's going. you're going to have harm. Your relationships are going to suffer harm. It's just true. I, I remember counseling a guy in our church who came to me and said, Pastor, I'm, I'm really struggling and I'm trying to quit drinking and partying so much. And and, and it's really hurting my relationship. And and uh, I, I need to, you know, I'm in a relationship with my wife and my kids. I don't want my kids kind of, you, you know, seeing me like this. And so I asked. The question I normally ask when someone has a problem like this and they're looking for wisdom, who, who are you walking with? Like, who's your closest friends? And and how many of your closest buddies are serving God, doing the right thing, living the right, and, and how many are not partying, not drinking, not doing that thing? And literally, there's like his light bulb goes off in my office and he goes, well, none. Like, <laughs> none, none of them are going to And that's just the way... It's true, write this down. It's almost impossible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends. It's almost impossible to live the right life to please God in the direction of your life to please God when you're walking with people who aren't right. You gotta walk in wisdom. You gotta learn how to walk in wisdom and grow in wisdom. And if you wanna do that, and I know that you do. If you want to grow in wisdom, if you wanna make wise decisions, if you wanna go in the wise direction, listen, you're gonna have to learn how to walk with the wise. And it isn't a one-time meeting. I chose that word specifically because. It's a walk. It is more than. Listen close. It's more than this 1 hour in church every weekend. It just is. You're going to have to learn how I can't just come to church twice a month or you know an hour a week. It's really all about who you're walking with. A church service alone is not enough to combat the pulling of the world it just isn't enough and I'm not saying it's not powerful I'm not saying today and what we're doing right now and engaging in God's word and worshiping together isn't powerful but it's not enough you need the right people you got to learn how to walk in wisdom I'm just I'm giving you some tips to, to find divine direction from God what do I do how do I get wisdom in my life you got to walk in wisdom that's why I talk so much about joining a small group or getting on the dream team why it's not so you'll just have. Friends, and, 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 and that's important. And, and everybody needs you know companions and friends and people to check on you. And so you have the right friends. Now listen, if somebody's in your small group right now not walking with the wise, you need to talk to somebody, okay? But I, I want you to have godly friends. I want you to have the right people. That's why I talk about getting on a team so much. People who'll pray for you and walk with you. And when they see you stumbling, they'll call you out. Come on, I need somebody in my life to go, hey... I don't like what's going on. Are you okay? How can I pray for you? I haven't seen in a couple of weeks. I don't see you in the chat right now. I had not seen you on our Zoom huddle. I had not seen you around and I just want to make sure you're okay and you kind of, you know, you pulled back a little bit. You got to walk with the wise. Type a good amen to that. You got to walk in wisdom. You got to walk in wisdom. There's only a few things I really want to be good at in my life. I got to be honest with you. There's only a few things I really want to be good at. I, I, I want my spiritual life to be right. I want to be a good husband and a good father. My family life to be right, and I want to be secure financially. And 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 really, that's kind of tied to, you know, to to my my legacy, to my kids and my wife. And I want to be able to be generous and and uh, be a blessing and and leave a legacy of generosity. And and if if you want some of the same things, you know, your spiritual life and your family life and your financial life, here's what I know. If the people around you don't have those qualities right now, if you're just walking with wild, broken, broke people, you know what I mean? If everybody around you is kinda messed up and they're broke and they're broken and they have bad hat, it's just impossible. It's impossible to live the right life with the wrong friends. If you want God's direction, you gotta hang around God's people. If you want God's direction, you gotta hang around God's people. You gotta walk in wisdom. Number two, write this down. You can ask for wisdom. So number one is walk. you got to walk the right direction. Number two is you got to ask. Just ask for wisdom. James 1 and 5 says it like this. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God. (laughs) It's just that easy. If you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. In other words, God's not judging you because you asked for wisdom. As a matter of fact, God goes to Solomon and said, because you did that, I'm going to bless everything else in your life. If you need wisdom, just ask ask God. You know, I have two small kids, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old and when, when they're little, you know, you know everything. I mean, you're your kid's hero. I'm kind of still in that area right now. Don't tell me uh, that it gets worse. But I do know as a teenager, you know, you are 20-something, you don't know anything as a parent, you know, and and, and you just don't get it. You don't understand. And then the older you get, kind of where I am in my life, you know, you start thinking your parents know something. You start looking at your life going, man, I'm turning into my parents, you know, and I, I say things like them. And and honestly, Brandy and I, I mean, we're, we're not through raising kids yet. So I don't have a ton of answers for you about that. But I do know this. We want to be low maintenance parents, you know, like when our kids are grown up, we, we just, we want to be low. We don't want them to have to, you know, make it about pleasing. We don't need low maintenance so that when they need wisdom, listen, they'll ask. So we, we say it this way, Brandon and I, we want when our kids don't have to be with us, they choose to be. So that's what we want. That We'll think that's success as a parent to, to Hazel and Henry because I know there's going to come a day that I want them to ask. I'm not just going to offer all of my advice just all the time. Here's what I would do. Well, if I were you, this is what I'd do. But when they ask, man, I'm going to unload all the wisdom I possibly can. Why? Because I love my kids. And God feels the same about you. Psalms 32 and 8 says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway of your life, and I'll advise you, and I'll watch over you. That's a good father. That's a good father who says, I want to advise you. I want to guide you. I want to I guide you along the right pathway. I don't want you making mistakes and, and, and you know, jumping off in a ditch somewhere. And I don't, I, don't want it to, I don't want your life to be derailed and your purpose and your marriage and, and addiction to creep up. But you got to ask for wisdom. You know, I I want to be that low maintenance parent. And God's kind of that way where I, I listen, I'm not just going to dump it on you. I want you to ask. God, I need wisdom right now. God, what am I supposed to do? You know, one of the things that, that uh, you know, I love, my little girl um, learned to ride her bike, and her mama taught her. This is true. Brandy uh, taught my little girl. While I was in the office, I was working, and, and it was about an hour one day, and she sent me this video of, of, of her teaching my little girl, and then when I got home from work that afternoon, I go outside, and, and it's just amazing, and Brandy kind of walks beside her, and she, t- you know, she tells her to keep in step. And and like I have video of of me, you know, I'm videoing her and I see her ride her bike for the first time. It makes me emotional thinking about it. And you just I'm still coaching and I'm still encouraging, you can do it. This is the best way. And now now we're kind of in this phase where uh, or matter of fact, just the other day we were in the cul-de-sac riding around, and Brandy tells Hazel, "Hey, show Dad how you can ride with no hands." And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all nervous, and but she's still coaching and getting wisdom. And my little boy he does the same thing. He has a scooter, and 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 he likes to ride with his eyes closed and his hands folded like this. Don't ask. He's a boy. Anyway, I'm just telling you. And I'm, I'm always like, man, you guys got to be careful. But you're just constantly coaching. Listen, that's what God wants. To, he wants to give you wisdom and guide your life and give you the best pathway and advise you and watch over you. You just have to ask for wisdom. You you, you gotta walk with the wise. If you wanna be wise, you gotta walk in wisdom. It's a daily walk. You gotta check who you're with. You gotta make sure these are the people. If 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 I wanna be financially secure, can't be hanging around broke people and getting their advice. I got to walk with the rise. And and if I want if I want God's wisdom and I want God to direct my path, you just got to stay in step with God and ask for wisdom and God will give you wisdom. Here's the third thing, write this down and then I'll pray for you. At some point you got to walk, you got to ask. And then at some point you just have to decide. Let's <laughs> write that down. You just have to decide. You just have to decide, and this is the hard part. This is the hard part. You just have to decide. You, you know, I, I love I love classic, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a kid of the 80s. I was born um, uh, in 81, and so I'm a, I grew up, in uh, classic Karate Kid, you guys know classic Karate Kid? Not, I mean, new Karate Kid's okay. I'm talking about classic Karate Kid. I'm talking about Mr. Miyagi, somebody. Come on, little wax on, wax off. So I'm not gonna do the accent, because it would be terrible, and you'd all make fun of me. But, uh, but Mr. Miyagi has this uh, amazing line he tells, and he, and he says this, he says, Danielson, we must talk. I, I'm just gonna read it. Anyway, I can't do the accent. He said, walk on road, when you walk on right side, safe. When you walk on left side, safe. When you walk in middle, sooner or later, you get squished like a grape. <laughs> this, is this is the best line, this is a classic line in, in, in Karate Kid. When you walk in the middle, you're gonna get squished like a grape. And there's some people right now in church this weekend who are just walking in the middle. And you're having a tough time deciding, just deciding, just saying, okay, at some point, listen, after you you check who you're with and you're walking in wisdom with the right people, you look around and you go, man, these are the right people in my life. God's put these people here. There's wisdom in them. I'm not walking around in a company of fools where there's where, you know, where there's destruction and, and where there's harm that comes. No, no, I get the right people. I'm walking in wisdom. And then, and I'm asking God, God, give me wisdom. God, help me make good decisions. I need supernatural wisdom. I want divine direction in my life. So give me understanding beyond my age or my experience. Or God, just give me supernatural wisdom. If you're doing that, at some point, you're just going to have to decide. Just decide. Just make the choice. Make the call in your life. Just, just decide, this is what I'm going to do. And, and, and I know that the first question that comes to your mind, because it comes to my mind. How do I know? How, how do I know if it's God or if it's me or if it's the devil or if it's late night Taco Bell? You know what I mean? How do I know? How do I know who, who's, who's talking to me right here? And, and let me give you just a, a framework to go with when you're looking for wisdom. If there is no moral command in God's word, that's when you know God gives you wisdom to choose, just to decide. I love you. I trust you. Decide you got wise people in your life. You're walking in wisdom. You've asked me for wisdom, so I'm going to give it to you. Now use it, right? Just use the wisdom that God gave you and just decide. Paul was trying to decide in the New Testament. He's trying to decide what to do. I've already read you, but you know, Paul's ideas. perhaps it's this, and maybe I'll do that, and I'm not sure about this, and could stay here this long, maybe till the winter, maybe to Pentecost, may end up in Ephesus, I don't know. So Paul's trying to decide, and he did not say, the Lord spoketh unto me, my servant, thou shalt stayeth here two weeks. He doesn't say anything like that. Just doesn't, just doesn't happen for Paul, probably not going to happen for you. Says it like this in 1 Thessalonians 3. Paul just said, So, when we could stand it no longer, look at this, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. The, The operative phrase I want you to catch is we thought it best. We asked God for wisdom. Here's the wisdom we got, and we just made the decision we're going to stay in Athens. We just thought it best. There's some stuff in your life right now. Listen close. I, I, I want to pray for you in just a moment, but I, you got to catch this. Some stuff in your life you're asking God for divine direction. You're asking God for wisdom. And what am I supposed to do? And I want you to check who you're with and make sure you're walking with the wise. Get in a group, get on a team, get on a serve project. Come on, stay connected to church life. Stay connected to people who are wise. You'll walk with the wise and you'll find yourself in wisdom. And then, ask God today. I want you to ask God, God, give me divine wisdom. Help me to know the right way to take. God, give me your wisdom in my life and supernatural understanding. And then what you think's best, just do it. Just do what you think God's telling you to do. Do what you think's best. Well, what if I make a mistake? Guess what? If you make a mistake you get wisdom, right? Because remember, wisdom is acquired from, I wish I knew then what I know now. That's wisdom. And if you make a mistake, you'll just gain some more wisdom. You may also gain an extra bill in the mail. You know, you you may also gain an extra semester at school. You may also gain a third child, come on somebody, but you just do what's best, you know? You just You just get wisdom out of that. You gain wisdom in your mistakes. Don't be afraid of this illusion of perfect, everybody. Come on, listen. Don't be afraid of the illusion of what if I do it wrong? Well, you'll gain wisdom. What if you go to God and say, God, I need supernatural wisdom. God's with me. Even if I don't get it right, God's with me. And he's gonna make all of my, matter of fact, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is he'll make all of your crooked ways straight. Like even the stuff that I messed up and went sideways, God said, I'll work that out. Just walk in wisdom, ask for wisdom, and then decide. Walk in wisdom. Ask for it's never going to be perfect. Just walk with the wise people, ask for wisdom, and then just decide, and God's going to meet you right there with divine direction. All right, get your family around. I want to pray for you. Whether you're in a decision right now, you're just asking God, "What do I do? How do I how do I take what the next step? God, what do we do with our small business now? You know this has been devastating and." What are we supposed to do in our career or maybe in your finances? What do we do next? Come on, gather around. We're going to ask for wisdom together. Bow your heads. Let's pray. Father, I just recognize there are people right now in church who, uh, who feel the weight of their decision and it's so hard To look around and keep comparing what everybody else has got that seems perfect. Seems like they didn't struggle as much as I struggled in this shutdown. And and, and it wasn't hard on them. And and their relationship seems perfect. And and their relationship with their kids seems perfect. And, And here I am with all this imperfection. And what if I get it wrong? And Father, I just pray for people in their homes right now joining us for church online. That they would feel the peace of God. That there, there's this illusion of perfect. But really, you want to give us wisdom. That you're never, you're probably not going to just give us step by step instructions. It's never happened really that way for me. That you're probably not going to just turn the the floodlights on and show us every, you know, every every step and every turn and every. It's just probably not going to happen that way. You will give us wisdom to decide. So Father, I pray for people today to walk in wisdom. Come on, pray that way. God, help me to lead my family in wisdom. Help me to lead this church in wisdom. Help me to lead our team. Come on, wherever you work at. God, help me to lead my department or or our team at work or my children or my wife. God, help me to lead us in wisdom, I pray. Help me to walk with wise people so that I have Wisdom. I don't, I don't fall into harm and suffer harm because I'm, I'm hanging around people who aren't wise. And God, I'm asking you for wisdom. Come on, this is the part. God, I ask you for supernatural wisdom. God, give me wisdom beyond my experience and beyond my years and beyond anything I've even been exposed to, my exposure. God, give me supernatural wisdom to do the right thing, to walk the right way, to make the right decisions. God, give me wisdom when I'm faced with choices. Should I do this or should I do that? That I hear from God with wisdom and I just, and I walk in the right decision. God, give me wisdom to know how to effectively spend my life and invest in my resources. And God, give me wisdom as a father and as a husband to brandy. Give me supernatural. I ask you for wisdom, God. I ask you for, I can't do this without you. I can't do everything you've called me to do and fulfill my purpose without wisdom. And then, God, I'm going to make a decision and just move forward. God, there's some things in my life i got to make a decision about. i gotta, I got to say yes or no. And, God, I'm just going to do that. And I'm going to trust you're going to be with me every step of the way. Now, with your head bowed and your eyes still closed, I know there are people today in church that you've never made that most important decision, and that's to give your whole life to Jesus. You can do it right now. It's the wisest thing you'll ever do. Just pray a prayer that sounds like this. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me. Believe that you were buried, that you rose again. God, I give you all of my past, my struggles, my sin, my future, my dreams, my hopes. I give you my whole life. Forgive me today. I repent. God, save me today. God, raise me to new life today. Be the Lord of my life and guide me every step of my life. In Jesus' name, everybody shout amen.